our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic. Because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Great Jason Ellis. Yay. Hey, man. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Great to it. be here. Uh, we get a lot of questions when we're live. The phone lines really fill up. It's one of my regrets, and they're very full right now, that I can't get to everybody. But one of the ways to get ahead of the line is to text, uh, if you have a great question, 9842-DR-DREW, 9842-373739, anytime during the week. And then also sign up at drdrew.tv, and you'll be pushed to the head of the line when the blast comes out that way. Is that correct, guys? Am I getting that properly? Uh, good. Uh, and again, sign up via email, but the best option is with your phone number too, because those alerts are quick and easy. Uh, Jason Ellis, new book is called still awesome. Uh, of course you can hear him on Sirius XM. Uh, if you don't know Jason, uh, I don't know why you don't, uh, faction Were you off faction for a minute or did they try to change your channel? No, they gave me a channel, right? Which was a lie. Okay. <laughs> it was like one of those things where the big boss says a bunch of stuff to get you to leave the talk, the, the music channel. Right. Because I didn't want to leave the music channel because I had myself a little thing there that I'd built by myself. Yeah. I was quite proud of it. Yeah, and yeah. the name had been officially changed to Faction with Jason Ellis. Mm. So, you know, yeah. when you get your name on something, you try to keep it. Well, not only that, it's like, it was like, you're, I thought I associated that channel with like the way I associate Stern's channel with his channel. You know what I mean, that's right. the way it was for me. Well, things aren't the same. They used to, you know, when you're a, a champion of radio back in his day, then you got the world. And now it's still fine. I got stuff. Just yeah, I don't get. Good. I don't get like whatever the hell he got, and I, that's fine. But you know, I think I moved to Faction Talk. They said we'll call it Faction Talk. Oh, I see. Because you're the talker of Faction, <laughs> and we'll move it there, and you'll be in charge of the entire oh. thing. <laughs> and then when I got there, I realized that it was really just the Opie and Anthony channel, and they put me on with these other dudes that used to be on the Opie and Anthony show. Uh-oh. And I just moved to a channel where everybody hated me. Really? Yeah, man. And then they char and then I didn't know this, they charged everybody on Faction Music an extra $5 a month if they wanted to listen to Faction Talk. Uh-oh. Yeah, and then they wouldn't put me on in the morning and that was the whole reason I moved to be morning uh prime time uh, West Coast it, Drive. It weirdly makes me want to come over there and join you and like create a block that we can I defend. I would love that, man. You know but I, mean? I, like I said, I thought I had a channel, but I don't. How have many hours you say. go now? Just three. three. And then they do the replay right after it. So I'm uh, West Coast afternoon drive into East Coast afternoon drive, right. which was the second best time slot I could get. Which once again proves that it ain't my channel. I like you better in the midday than morning, personally. I do too. Yeah, and I, some of my staff really don't want to get up in the morning <laughs> which, which one kevin Kraft, who doesn't have children and doesn't understand what <laughs> it is to just wake up in the morning and do stuff <laughs> lazy bastard know, he's not lazy he's just not a i feel like if you haven't had kids then you think morning is really difficult to yeah, achieve yeah. oh yeah no I, in fact i think of mornings now i go how, how do i do that i was i must have been going at six or just right. getting the kids up and going and stuff jesus yeah i still can't yeah. shake it how are your kids they're awesome yeah yeah i just got back from hawaii they're Awesome. 
Your daughter is coming into like adulthood. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about that. Yeah, she's into some really. I mean, it's it's, um, it's supposed to come this way. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she is into really crazy gangster rap, like really hardcore stuff where the lyrics are. Do you do you um, bring it up to her? Oh yeah, no, I've I've said really that's that's your jam, (laughs) and she's like, what? And I'm like. You think I don't understand? Like, I know it was fast, but I, I understood what that lady's saying. Are you running that game? She's like, no. And I'm like, okay. So, I mean, you know that there's STDs everywhere. And she's like, I'm not having sex. And I'm like, okay. I can't tell if you're telling the truth or not. So, I'm going to respect what, you got? what you're saying until yeah. I catch it. You're right. I'm like, Trust. just remember, it's all, it's all I keep saying. I'm like, look, could be good, but you could get pregnant. And you could get like a permanent STD, and there's like <laughs> mega herpes. I lied. I, I add ones. There's ones that never go away. You don't no matter know. You're not you a take. doctor. You can get away right, with right. it. Right, right. I, I'll make up that you made it up. How? Like, Dr. <laughs> Drew told me that you will die of herpes. There's a new one that's come out well, that kills you. Well, you get encephalitis from it. You can get See? meningitis, really. But um, is, is how old is she now? 14. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't make started. out with it. She doesn't have a boyfriend, but she has guy friends. And my main problem is her phone. I mm. really. Don't know what to do with that. My friends that are psychologists that work in that area will not let their kids have the screens like an hour a day. Because I can, I can it's, it's see like to, it. We're going to look at that the way <laughs> the way we think about tobacco now. I feel like I'm watching my child smoke. Yeah, because it. Yeah, like the. I mean, I was on vacation for a week, and every time we ate, I had to say, "Hey, hey," and then I'd watch her look at it. She put it down and look at it. I'm like, you're still thinking about it. You haven't. You, you don't even have to have it in your hand. Now she has this weird walk where she holds it. This hand stays upright, so she talks to people while she's walking. It's real bad. I got to talk to her mom about it. Actually, it's like one of those things that you don't notice because you're divorced. And you, when she's with me, we do stuff. And yeah, then yeah. Vacation. It was like, let's just do whatever we want. And I'm like, that's what she wanted. Whoa. I'm like, you are real. And then she argued with me about how she's not addicted to it. And is, I'm like, is mom on it on top of it? No. Concerned? No, I think we're we're going to have, I just got back yesterday. So Where I think you? we're about to have a really gnarly conversation about gym time and, and phone. It's going to be bad. I'm really not looking forward to it because I know that she's going to hate me for it. Your 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 daughter or your ex-wife? My daughter. Yeah. No, my, and, my ex-wife and, can do whatever the hell she and, wants. And, and, she's always been able to do what the hell she wants. And, I'm just happy to be here. And gym time? What do you mean by that? I think my daughter needs to start working out whether she likes it or not. She's got a bad diet. I need to change that. I feel like I've kind of let her... Right. live a life where I'm yeah. starting to see some things where I'm like, you know what? Let's try and rectify this before I have no control at all. I think that's smart. That's we'll good. see how that goes though because I've already had a couple of phone conversations. I didn't want to do it on vacation, but we had some some arguments at dinner where I was like, "You, I'm not, I mean, as a, as a witness, I've, I stay in a room next to you every morning I get up and you're on it. You got that weird, to do this thing where they do it like this, Drew. <laughs> They'd First this, thing in the morning, yeah. They just they no. Their neck is cranked into their own chest, and they just do that. Or the kids when they have lunch, they look at it under the table like that. Like they're really, it's this new thing. And then you take photos and you put your hand over your face just a little bit to you hide any of the things, any of the blemishes that you might have a problem with because you're an insecure fourteen year old. Uh, they all just hang out with each other doing the the this part. Oh, let me just cover uh-uh. this bit. It's, uh-uh. Yeah. 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 Gangster rap. All right. Beverly Hills. They're from Beverly Hills. Gangsters. That's where she's living now? Yeah, that's why I live near. I, I hate this. I want to... 
You want to get out of California? Uh, no, no. I was go to there's, the there's water. Almost, there's almost no one I talk to that's not interested in thinking about getting out of California. I like the water. Yeah. So I would go there, yeah. but I, my kids would be like, Dad, really? 45 minutes or an hour and a half to school in the morning? They wouldn't be happy with that. Right, so, right. So I'd take the hit. So Australia's on fire. Yeah. I've hell? been trying to ignore it. Yeah. Is your fan? You're- they're fine. Yeah. They're not in the bush, and they're in Melbourne, so it's- well, I don't know if I believe the maps I see. Where like, so the fire is the whole. Not. It looks like the whole continent is on fire. It's just big fires like we have here, right? What's well, I don't know. I'm not there. I, but, but I don't sound hear, like I should know, but no, I do really you talk don't to your know anything. Or, anything. or do you? Not really. No. I mean, I have talked. I've just started to sort of talk to the family again. Uh-huh. We've patched things up after the whole father molestation thing that was oh, that little thing. Yeah, that little thing kind of well, rocked the boat. So, so do you mind getting into that a little bit? I don't mind. This. All right. So hold on. I'm. I'm I am an open book. I'm looking. Yes, I'm still a carnivore. People are asking. Uh, oh, you are right. Yeah, yeah, still doing that. How's it's, your ass? It's all been great for me. I mean, uh, clearly, uh, my genetics. Do you take like things. some weird stuff to soften your stool? No, nothing. Notice how I said the yeah. professional. Well name. done. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Uh, no, it's been and nothing other than seems to fit my biology like extraordinarily well. Huh. So tell, so let's talk about this story. So you sort of had a. A found memory, right? Yeah, well, I didn't know at all. And then when I was about, I think it was about 26, I took a, I did a skateboard demo uh, all day in the sun. And then I took a bunch of meth and some LSD, you know, big party at nighttime. Everybody left the hotel pool. And I had an imaginary friend, invisible friend, that told me I was molested by my father while my girlfriend at the time just watched this. I don't really remember it. And then mm. she started telling me in the morning. And and then I guess she told my mum without even telling me. My mum thought... Before you even recalled what had happened? She called, said it was the craziest thing she's ever seen. Uh-uh. And you have to know that Jason is talking in a way that it just didn't sound like it was made up. Uh. And she was like, I thought he forgot that. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so then things started to appear in my head. I started to see... I know it's gross, but I started to see the dick. It didn't have a face to it, but I started to realize this thing that was like, hey, you do this little bit, and then I'll do it for you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So there's an adult that is, you know, confusing a four-year-old into doing and, this And stuff. are we sure it's dad? Because sometimes those things can Well, I said... Up, yeah. Apparently, I said it was, and they said it, you probably got it mistaken because the neighbor babysitted you, and he's a redhead. Mm. But... So I always thought well, from 27 on that yeah. I was molested by... A baby neighbor, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you know, I remember asking what happened to that guy because my father had a temper, yeah. and I'd seen him like put people in hospital for cutting him off on the sh- on the street. And apparently, he yelled at that guy, and there was no charges pressed. And I'm like, that's weird. And then also, when I took all these drugs and I had this thing happen, I think like two days later, I was at my father's house, and when I got up in the morning, because I was staying there when I was in between living in America and living in Australia. And he said, in the morning, he saw me, he's like, hey, do you think he got molested? This is exactly how it went. This is, I'm 27, so I do remember exactly how this one went. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, do you think it was me? And I went, nah. And he goes, huh, yeah. And then I walked out the corridor, out the door, got on the train and went to the ramp. Never spoke about it ever again. And then uh, many, many years later, when I was 40, I got divorced, and then I went to rehab and did some... some uh, EMDR? A, yeah, and started to recall a few more other things. But still, it wasn't... I was just like, that's impossible. 
it's just impossible. Mm. And then the lady was like, you don't think it's weird that he acted that way? And I go, yeah. But I also feel like he's a hardened guy that wasn't an, didn't have an emotional thing. It was He never said he loved me. It was too gay of a thing to say. It was, you know, he would just sort of, yeah, you're a good guy, Jay. And I'm like, oh my God, he's really bad at this. You know, and I was somebody that was raised by it. Mm. So I thought maybe I'm still, it's still not really what happened. I'm just, people are making me think that this is the way it is. And then I just started to see more of it. And then there was another, then there was an older time where it happened in a, another house where my father was doing pretty well and I had my own room. And he used to bring this heat lamp in and I was in the back room and I would remember this big, uh, like a big circle lamp. Yeah. And he would, so I would only, it was all black and I would just see the lamp come in. The red lamp. Yeah. The orange, big glowing yeah. orange lamp. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember that happening a few times and I, but I don't remember, I only remember somebody being in my back and me being on my stomach and I just don't know what happened. Don't know. Just didn't, didn't seem right. I just didn't, couldn't really put it together. Yeah. <laughs> And then I did MDMA therapy. Oh, you did? I didn't yeah. know that. Interesting. Yeah, that was terrible. That was, that was a bit later, right? As <laughs> yeah. I recall, you like, yeah. that was way later. Yeah, yeah. So that sort of it was terrible it off. because because I just got to know more of what happened. I mean, it's good that I can come to terms with it, but I idolize my father. Yeah. I still do. Well, this I is still... the this is the con- conflict, right? Yeah, like I still. We, you my know, kids, my, you know, what I mean, they look like him. I look, I look like him. I got to walk. I got to look in the in the mirror. You know, well, you and I have spoken about this many times over the years, and I feel like you're speaking about it now in a more holistic way, if that makes sense. Like you're holding both parts of him in your mind at the same time. Well, I think before you go to what kind of fucking, you know, see, that's why the yeah. MDMA therapy helped because yeah. once I realized all the things that had happened. I've at the end of it, the last thing that happened is I was under the bed holding onto the bed springs with my toes and my fingers. Yeah, and I just said, "Stop, please stop!" And it and the lamp went away, and then I felt him go back and realize what he'd done, and then that made me real. Why did he do that? And then why did he feel bad about it? Because he didn't realize what he was doing, and then he just did right now. He just did, and now he's going to live with that for the rest of his life. Because I'm I'm pretty sure his dad did that to him. Yeah. So to me, I just sort of felt sorry for him, which took the hate yeah. away because I really wanted to kill somebody. You know, there was a little bit there where I could really boil, and, and I was worried about myself because I was like, "I'm a big guy. I'm like, I, don't, I can't just snap on somebody because of my childhood. I got to got to get come to terms with this shit." Yeah. So that really helped because I came out of that going, "Boy, did I not want to know any of that?" Mm. But I also felt like. You know, it ends here, you know? Like, I might screw with my kid's head a little bit, just, just in general, because I'm an odd fellow. tattoo on your head. Yeah, right. But it's not because I, I didn't <laughs> touch anybody. You know, you know what I mean? I've always, they know I love them. Yeah. You know, they might be like, man, why would you, why, you know, why did you do that? Why'd you do this? I'm like, oh, that's crazy. But he loves you. <laughs> not in that way. Yeah, right. So. Well, that's good. I mean, made, that's, it, made that's, it better. That's really good. It's still a struggle. I know. I it's know. never just like, oh, wow, everything's magic now. Thank God I no. did that. But it's. I'm just super happy to be here, have this life, yeah. you know? After all that shit, I'm supposed to be nothing now. Yeah, and I'm so so gratitude and forgiveness are the two things. You get those things going, it, like I, that's how I know you're doing okay. When uh. those two things start to come spontaneously like you just did, it tells me a lot. It tells huh. me a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, because I am happier. For, forgiveness isn't all the way there, all the way there right now, right? And nor no. may it ever be. You know, right? And I'm knows. okay with that. But you're so, kind of thinking about it's you're not so much forgiveness as understanding, right? A little bit of understanding, yeah. cre- cre- creeping in. It makes it easier to talk to my my uh, family in Australia, yeah. even if they don't understand it. I see their angle as well, and I'm yeah. and I'm able to. So there's nothing okay about it. That's the thing that's the struggle. There's nothing okay about right. it, right? And yet. It's okay. It's, it has to be kind of. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna set the world on fire because of that. And and your mom was kind of denying about it last time we talked about it. And that's my really, stepmom was. And that was really my mother. Me off. Yes, that really yeah. bummed me out because my brother didn't believe me as well, and that was mm. all I had left when I got divorced. I got my brother and my stepmom, mm. and they don't believe me. And I'm, mm. so now I'm out, and they got little stories from Howard Stern and the book. Somebody read a piece, and I'm like, it wasn't even in a book, so. Uh, he's like, well, someone said it's. In. I'm like, well, it's not in there, dude. So you're coming at me right now because the the big fallout was my brother kind of. He's like, I think you just made up to get molested to be famous. Oh, and I was like, dude. <laughs> well, that happens all the time. I'm like, God damn, man, that's a tough. <laughs> Never move seen on that my one behalf. before. <laughs> Jesus, that, that's you. You have more than one brother. Yeah, my other one passed away. Right. So this, uh, I, I always, he's the only one the I really one, know yeah. about. Yeah. Who he has gone, he has gone through enough. You know his. His brother was, they lived together in Australia. I came here to be a skateboarder. They yeah. were like that, you know? You, you, him in the middle and the yeah. older. Yeah, the younger. So the, no, he was, Stevie was the youngest. Lee was the the middle okay, one. Okay, so Stevie's the one that's been giving you a hassle. And he had no, 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 no. Lee's the one that is got not it. happy. Stevie's gone. Got it, got it, got it. I'm wow. good now, though. <laughs> He's bringing up the hardest stuff ever. Well, you're, I'm really, you're, I, I just was in Hawaii laughing I, all the I, time. I can tell you that you're you're better. <laughs> you I should can have tell. seen me. No, I, I listen. I, it's a great example. <laughs> listen to me. It's an example. I like this conversation particularly because a lot. You know, this is a common thing, right? So lots of people out there have this history, and this is where it can get get to a place of sort of okay not 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 okay in the sense that it is ever okay it's something like that's happened but you can learn to manage your life story you got to work yeah. at it though oh yeah you can't just sit there and wait for like time to heal it yeah yeah oh no time time doesn't that do shit that ain't time, all your brain does is walls it off and yep. just you can't even access it and that's why it took all that stuff to yeah. get to it i felt like it wouldn't i couldn't access it until my body thought i could handle it right which is on your own never on your own, your body, your body right. will no, go, it took never. A, it took a lot of yeah. people, a lot of therapy, a lot of shoulders, yeah. you know, to now, discuss things. Now, you, I used to worry about you with substances and depression is really mm. what I would worry. You get, you'd get dark, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that all settling a bit? Is that? Yeah. I mean, isn't there, once again, there's no cure, like 100%. No, no, no. Still, right. still got some times where I have hissy fits and I'll say to myself, wow, that's pretty pathetic, Jason. But I'm like, you're a dark guy. You know, sometimes you have a bad day, you didn't get that much sleep or something, and now you're acting, you know, like the world's going to end because you're an emotional guy. And so you and Catherine would now do a podcast. Yeah, high and dry. Another guy that's been through some stuff. Yes, and uh, he's really a great example because he's like one of the better people on the planet, and he died of heroin overdoses multiple times. Many times. And now he's like a really... Except, caring. here's the problem. With, I mean, God, he's I, the nicest person I, I, ever. I know, but he doesn't accept that about himself. Yeah, That's Mike's he, problem. What if he accepts these abs? Who doesn't? I mean, if I had those abs, I wouldn't. I would be shirtless right now on the show. I know. So I've heard people say that about him a million times. Like, I've, well, I've I made him get naked on the podcast. He has trouble taking. He can't take a shower with his shirt off. 
He couldn't do that for I years. Know. I know. I, I'm so made him get that's naked. His, his thing. It's right. We each have our own cross to bear, right? Right. His is his. Just try ex- to minimalize minimalize whatever crosses your bearing. Like yeah. him not taking his shirt off. Everybody can live with that. <laughs> you know, drinking uh, yourself to death, maybe not. All right. So let's see. I'm I'm looking at you guys. I'm looking at some of the new messages. My uh, for some reason my things keep freezing up here, so I have to kind of re up it. Let's go to some calls, shall we, Jason? Want to do that? I like should, calls. Well, let's do this. Let's take a little break. How about that? We'll take a little break. I'm cool with breaks and, too. And then we'll come back with some calls. So uh, again, the great Jason Ellis, high and dry is the podcast. What's the uh, number on Sirius? One hundred five. What the number to call? No, for no for uh, faction talk or wherever oh, you I'm want channel, them to- No, channel one hundred three. One hundred three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for understanding right. what I'm and, doing. On the, and well, I'm, I'm sure it's the one you want to people to go to is 103, right? You're not you're not on the old faction anymore. No. You're on the new faction talk. Yeah, yeah, go to right. 103. 103. It's not more expensive anymore. Now it's just everybody can watch it. I don't know what happened. That I think that was seriously, I think that was a plot <laughs> to try to demise my power at Sirius XM. Just the only thing is it's yeah. not going to happen. There's no power. Let's make sure that will stop me from rising to the top of Sirius XM. Let's make sure of that. Uh, and the book again, buy it now. Still awesome. Amazon. Click through it. No, website. don't go to Amazon. Oh no, we're against that. JasonEllisBook.com. I'm not giving anybody any money. I'm keeping Jason, it all. Jason, Michael there it is. Look at that. Myself. And tell me about those cats. Well, that actually, that's Gimli. He yeah. is a uh, Bambino. What's it called? Bold cat. Whatever they're called. Yeah, definitely bald. My wife will tell me. Yeah. Um, but. He was not supposed to be in the photo. Oh. Yeah. He was harassing my friend, the cameraman, and he was like, man, your cat is like super in my gear and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, he likes to meet people. And then he climbed up the back of my jeans into my hands. And I was like, wow, dude, you kind of, I have a photo shoot right now for my book. And then the photographer is my friend. He goes, just so you know, your cat is looking right at the camera. And he's, I was it's like, well, then take some photos. And I, I, I see your cat on Instagram all the freaking time. So he, he is used to cameras. All right, we'll take a little break. Be right back with your calls. The CBD industry is still pretty much the Wild West. When it comes to claims and criticisms, the science is catching up with the industry. We will have clinical science soon enough. And there seems to be an overwhelmingly positive response these days to CBD's efficacy. We've all heard the reports. And luckily, our good friends at Social CBD are raising the industry testing standards. They like to say they are test-obsessed. Social CBD works closely with their suppliers and multiple third-party labs to ensure you are getting exactly the package that they say you are getting. High-quality CBD with 0.0 THC. And Social CBD wants you to be skeptical. That's why they put a QR and batch code on every package. This allows you to check all the test results for your product, not general testing, the product, the one, the specific batch you bought. And while Social CBD broad-spectrum products are available in a range of formulations, each of which is clearly described so you can make an informed decision without all that hype and promises that sound too good to be true, to learn more, go to drdrew.com slash socialcbd. That is my website, drdrew.com slash S-O-C-I-A-L-C-B-D. For a limited time, you can save 20% at checkout with the code drdrew. Now let's get back to the show. Needles have increasingly become a part of everyday life. Proper disposal is both difficult and expensive. We have the solution. Simpler, safer, affordable, and fulfills the obligation to protect our environment. A single stick with something like this means tracking down the user, it means blood test for the person's stock, it means possibly medication for an extended period of time. Needle sticks are devastating. 
no more. Incinerate the needle. Needle goes in this port. It's over, done. Needle gone. We all have loved ones who use needles. Keep their home safe. Medical offices are loaded with sharps. We are using ancient technology to protect our patients, our staff, ourselves. You know what needle sticks do. You know the cost and the devastation psychologically and physically potentially from a needle stick. Eliminate that completely. Stop using ancient technology. Sand MIDI, it will solve your problems. Find out more at needledestructiondevice.com. I'm banned. If you're a comedian, I'm not cool. What? Yeah, I'm banned by all funny people. Really? Yeah. Why? I'm, I think maybe just put it down to I'm an asshole. Maybe I did something annoying. I can't remember what I did, but I'm sure too, it was something. Too honest? Too... I don't know. I feel like it's... I don't want to get into it. I just... Nobody goes on my show anymore that's do, from that do world. You, do you get accused of... People that go on your show now that I see, those guys don't come on my show. Do, do you get accused of being... You know, not progressive or something, or one of those sorts of. No one's—that's the difference. No one would say anything to my face, Drew. So well, I don't I'm going to find out what's I going on. I just know on. that nobody comes on the show anymore. That's from that little thing. Not saying names. I'm happy for everybody. Will give me a hint? What's going on? I don't. I honestly don't know. I just know that anybody who's friends with God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> with who? Go ahead. It doesn't matter. You can, you can tell me it, off the there? Joe Rogans and the really, yeah, all those guys. So Bert will text me, but he won't come on. I don't Bert know. Bert Yeah, but what's your but buddy's? Jo- but friend? Joe won't let me on his show either for some reason. I and I can't figure out. What maybe it's because you're friends with me. Ooh, maybe that's it. Never. Thought I'm very about annoying. That. But I, I, I like, I love Joe. It's like I'm, you I like Joe like too, right? I did, but now I feel like fuck but, that guy trying to ban uh, me oh from God, everybody. Like Corolla, when somebody starts getting weird on you, you immediately turn <laughs> you know, on Cerrone them. was on there the other day calling me the F word. Who? Donald Cerrone. Oh, yeah. And Why? Because he found out that I was bisexual. So? So, he, Joe was like, what do you think of that? And he was like, to be honest, I didn't say it, but he was like, what were you thinking? And he was like, I was thinking this dude sucks dicks, he's a faggot. Sorry, but that's, that's what he said. That's the word he used. That was the exact um, things. Hmm. Pretty and enlightened. Then, and Joe was like, hmm. And I'm like, just hmm. I'm like, man, okay. But I get. But he's also from the thing where the F word he thinks should be you should, everyone should say it and get over it. Well, there's a whole and I get but, that. But like I a comedy just, thing. Yes, that I there understand. is. But I would I would argue that if you're using it in reference to being gay, then it's no. Well, I would. That's s- the one. That's the sort of rule. I mean, the comedy people are trying to regain it to to mean sort of whatever they're trying to mean. I did a thing for Out Magazine. Mm. And they interviewed me about that, and they said, "Was there anything that you can remember in the, yeah, in the MMA community that you found to be something you didn't like?" And I mentioned that one, mm. and they tweeted it, and I, uh, I apologized and was like, "Look, it's no harm to me. I know he said it, but I don't care." And then the magazine guy was really bummed out about that. So then I had a dinner with him, mm. and he's a gay man, obviously that supports. You know, he's out there supporting the community. I want to be a part of the community because I didn't realize that there was a lot of people out there that are bi. They're just hiding it because mm. nobody has the balls that I have apparently. Because apparently, if you do, then you get no friends. Or I don't know. I'll give you the gay if you touch me. I don't know how it works, right. but it's. But I'm <laughs> sick of it, so I'm talking about it a lot. So I think the the bisexual folks don't have anybody to represent them because on the on the you're either gay or sh- straight and then gay people think that you just haven't outed yourself correct yet. you're not you fully accepted your identity and then the straight people think oh you're just experimenting or whatever and you think at 48 you kind of figure it out yeah i should stop having sex with my wife if i'm gay how how, how i'm not going to 
Right. And that's the part that I'm actually more confused about. Having sex with my wife? No. It's not that difficult. No, I understand that. Uh, it's how your relationship gets... Because I feel like when you get married, you declare a major. What's a major? Like, like I, I may be bi, but for, for on behalf of this person, I'm going to be straight from now on. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, but and, we and agreed to both. I, I, so, so okay. you clearly don't do that. And my question is, how do you keep the relationship from falling apart with Oh, um, honesty and communication that I fail and she, at constantly. She, no, well, hmm. I'm really bad at it. So she knew that from the very beginning, oh, yeah. too, which is I remember that. So I would, I didn't want to get married again because the other two times I did, I didn't tell the person that I was by until the end of the relationship. Right. You, this makes you fearful to talk about, right? Yeah. Your fear. Yeah. Why? Because certain people don't want to hang out with me anymore. They thought I was something that I'm not. I, I can't believe that's the reason. I, I, I can't believe you think that that's no, not a no, fact. I, I, I could be. It just but is. People disappoint me so much. I can't. I can't like accept it. That's me. It's denial. I've seen it. It's denial. I saw. I, I'm not good friends with Donald, but I was a guy that he came on the show and Who? we were like Donald. the fighter, the UFC oh, yeah, fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his mind changed right there and then. I watched his face. Get so bummed out, and it bummed me yeah, out. But that's about him. That's his. Problem. I'm just saying. When you hear other people use it, this is the thing that the guy told me at dinner. He said, "You know, when people start using that word freely, uh. and you're a 16 year old boy mm-hmm. in a small town, oh, and you oh. hear that, oh, yeah. these people are killing themselves." And for me, and this guy said, "I would rather insult every UFC fighter to save one innocent boy's life." Wow. So to me, mm. when this guy was saying it, I was really heartfelt. And I know that people get offended and they're triggered and they over go over the top, and I'm one of them, so I really don't want to react to it. But I also feel like there's people that have reached out to me, out to me that they're really young, right, and they right. were thinking about killing themselves until they heard me talk about it. Right. So now I've got a different cause, I, I, man. I, I, like I've I yeah. got something important well, so, to do. So good. So you're educating me a little bit. You're, you're in a sense of making this refined narrative of what why it's important, right? Yeah. It's a very clear picture, and I, I I'd love more. I'd like more because because one of my fears is, and please talk to these kids, right? Like, I like, am. I'm de- every so every. I swear. I, sometimes I don't believe it because it just sounds. Didn't believe what? That somebody's messaging me saying that they were contemplating suicide and are no longer doing that because they heard my podcast with Catherwood and I talked about being bi and that there's nothing wrong with it and I talk about the things that happen yeah, yeah. in some of these scenarios. Which is could, common also, right? could be embarrassing and yeah, I yeah. make it out where I can either laugh at it or I think it's hot. I think I'm, I think I'm a badass for making out with dudes. Nobody says that. But, Only but gay I, people back themselves for but, making out with dudes. But what's, Bi what's, guys are supposed to hide it. What's shocking to me is that's probably one of the most progressive statements I can imagine somebody saying. You should have the full support but of the people that Everybody seem to be- should get past that. Like, why can't, why can't a guy say, yeah, I'm bi, and then everyone at the table goes, meh, no big deal. I know. Not any kind of resentment from any person at the table because somebody's parents raised them to go, oh, well, he or she is disgusting now because they- it's and, like, come and, on, and, man. And, of course, it depends where you are, right? I mean, I imagine you don't get a lot of that out here, do you? Well, that's, that's not here, but yeah. my radio show is Middle America. Uh, so a lot of lot, people have been you, turned off to me since I've come out. Really? Mm-hmm. But you've been talking about that for eight years in no, some fashion. No, 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 no. Not no, as openly as now. No, yeah. I came out like two years ago. Okay. And, and you have a lot of Canadian fans, too. Yeah. Are they reacting? Some. 
some people know that it's kind of a, a thing where you can't you can't say too much on social media about me being an f bomb. You you get in trouble for that now. But I, you know, it's not so bad anymore. But I'm you got to Drew. I'm fro- I race cars. I, I don't know, anymore because nope. I can't afford it. But oh, I know I was in the short course off road racing community. Yeah. Who everybody has says prayers in the stands and before the race. There's like a mystical creature that's watching everybody race, right. and they're absolutely positive of that. Right. Right. So I can't go blowing dudes right. around the track. <laughs> Not that I do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They put yeah. two and a guy has said to me yeah. before. What do you paint your toenails for? And I was like, because I'm gay. I said, actually, that's not true. I paint my toenails because my daughter wanted me to paint my toenails, and now I paint my toenails to match her. <laughs> but I know what you're saying, dude. And yes, it's because I'm gay. Are you, are you happy? Cool. Because that's what that's what it really means. I, that's why I keep talking I'm about. Sorry, it. That's I have why to go with this. I, I'm not I, sorry. I, people disappoint, but but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it's you. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm delighted it's you. I just think when I'm gone, but I wish I wish there'll the, be a few more fear people. I see in your eyes. I wish you'd keep that. It's nerve wracking to me. It, it shouldn't be. It, sh- it, it makes me sad that you have to have that kind of fear. I can see it. Well, you're, you're kind of steps in the ring with Keith Jardine. It doesn't have. I didn't see that in your eyes. That, well, I, I was I, that was a big poker face because I was terrified. <laughs> you might have been terrified, but you were also pissed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Questions, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's get to some of these calls. We've got a million calls here, and, and they're they're really kind of good. So I Who is this guy? This guy said. It's Jason Ellis. Go he, check out. he was just talking about it like five minutes ago. Yeah. Still awesome. Hello? Great book. Hi there. This is uh, Virginia. Yes, hi. Hi, Virginia. What's going on? Um, I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. Hi. How are you guys doing? We're doing really well. I, I have a question. So my... <laughs> My dad, is there hope for him? I mean, he's 64 now, and he's been struggling with, I'm 39, he's been dealing with substance abuse my entire life. Mm. So, I mean, can you still change at this point, or is that it for him? It's a great question. I'll let, I, have, I have opinions about this. I'll let Jason talk first. What do you think? I think there's there's always a chance. There's always a chance. Uh, it's, it's, it's tougher when you get the older, the longer you've had that addiction, but yeah. if he's... If it's a rock bottom, doesn't matter what age you hit, yeah, you can get it together. The, the problem with as you get older is they get cognitive changes from all the alcohol exposure, and so they lose really lose their ability to see what's happening. Okay. And so right. they can literally it's just... It's not only been alcohol, it's been a lot of other things. It's been crack, it's been alcohol, it's been just oh, about anything he can get his hands on. What is it now? <laughs> well, the family, we are all su- suspecting that... He, it's, it might, he's denying it, but we think he might be back to crack because he's homeless again. Okay, the, the right now homeless is typically meth. Uh, so much meth on the streets, it's, it's unbelievable. And meth is very, very hard to treat. He, he, you, you could. Uh, How do you do meth when you're 60? How does your heart take it? Just, it I don't think. I don't think. Cocaine's I don't, worse. I don't think that's what it is. Well, ha- crack. Oh, either one of them. How do you do any upper crack? You'll 60s. eventually have a stroke or heart attack. Yeah, you will. That's it. Uh, meth, you can kind of get away with for a little while, depending on what you're doing. But but here's the deal. Okay, so you. you I, I want you, my kids to know him. Like I want him to uh, change, but I'm scared to bring him around around my kids. So like, what can I do? Like I don't want to. You bring could, him around my life because my that. childhood was really traumatic. I, I, I would You could do it. Here's so what, what can I do? Here's some ideas. None of, none of them are good. None of them are perfect because the laws don't help you help your family member. And I'm I'm that's my life's 
thing right now is I'm trying to help change that. I'm trying to make it so you could get a conservatorship over your dad. So you could go say, this guy is not in his right mind. He's, he's all here. You can make your case. And then you can say, we're going to put him somewhere for six months where he's going to get intensive treatment. Now, in this country, you're allowed to use until you die, period, end of story. Now, forcing people into treatment is not a great thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge advocate of that. If we had more community-based sort of mental health services where people could be part of the community and really start to restore themselves. Because if you don't want to get sober and a bunch of people try to make oh, you get sober. You definitely you're absolutely right. need mental health, yes. But and, and, you don't and, believe in mental health. But a lot well, of... Doesn't People believe. here don't believe in don't, mental health. Don't he believe. Yeah, I, I wish. That, he definitely has some issues. How's that working out? For how's him? that working out? Yeah, <laughs> not believing. So, so you, so conservatorship. You can try to go for that. The way it is now, you're in uh, North Carolina. Okay. So maybe you can get a conservatorship there. If you're in California, yes. there'd be zero probability. You can uh, try. You can go to Al-Anon yourself. The fact that you've not get, gone to Al-Anon yourself is a little bit concerning to me, and that's really important to to. Uh, to take care of yourself so you can have the sort of skills and the, the mechanism to help you help him. Other people who've been through this are in the program called Al-Anon. You go there, you get support, and they will help you do what you need to do with him. And you just got to remember, it is, uh, it's a deadly disease, man. It's, it's your life, too, though. you got kids. you got to think about them, too. Like, if he doesn't want to get better, you can't spend the rest of your days trying to save somebody that doesn't care about themselves. You got kids to take care of. You got to. I know that sucks to think like that, but how old can you do? You need to be to not get into gear for your family, right? And that that's one way of looking at it for sure. And it's probably the more most realistic way. I've got somebody on my. Uh, I don't know if this is from Periscope or fa- Facebook. Nicholas says is what late wife died in October of opioid overdose, having a hard time getting oh. through. Yeah, man. Uh, I've seen this coming for years. I've been screaming about it. Um, I'm getting my certification to use Suboxone. I, I throw in the towel now. I'm going to use replacement therapy because the, the magnitude of the problem is too great. It's too huge. And we we, we got to have a scalable solution for people that are on the streets. I thought it was harder to get stuff these days. It like is. Doctors don't prescribe. It, it, yeah, the way, that problem has gone way down. Okay, but not. Heroin way up. Oh, it's because everybody that had the addiction won't get the pill. They get the right. Exactly right. All right, let's keep going here, guys. Uh, This is uh, John. John, how are you doing there? Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? We're good. What's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, Hey, John, I wanted to let you know uh, I read all your books. I took your advice. And uh, after a decade of drinking every single day, I. Detoxed off alcohol, and I have not drank now for 40 days in a row. Congratulations. So, uh, That's I wanted tough. to say thank you. That is tough, man. Good job. Shane, uh, thank you so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I uh, solved one problem, and a new pop, new one popped up, which was that you know when they detoxed me, they basically gave me some benzos. Yeah. Uh, you know, they weighed me off benzos, and then when I came out, they put me on a little bit of Wellbutrin, okay. um, which is pretty mild. But then now I find myself on... About 10 milligrams of volume a day, which I don't know if it's considered a lot or not. Um, it's not really having right now any negative effects on my life. Yeah. Is that something that's okay to use over a long period no. of time? I, no, 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 no. You no, talk no, a lot no. about opiates. No, 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 no. It's not okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to pass judgment on it right now because you're so fresh. Sometimes pharmacology can help a little bit and, ma- and make recovery possible, but you have to have an imminent goal of getting off that benzodiazepine. You'll you will hate life more than you <laughs> the the withdrawal from did you ever have benzo problem? No. No. 
It, it, it's it, got some friends that did that though. And and, it's and not pretty. the withdrawal, the post-acute withdrawal, goes on for months. It's really awful. Uh, you might talk to your doctor about other really? things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to your other your doctor about other things that can be very helpful for this this post-acute withdrawal time. This is really hard. You got to go to meetings every day. There's something called Neurontin that can be helpful. Are you They're, against kratom? I, I'm not against anything. Uh, kratom is an opiate, right? Yeah. And oh, it's a weak opiate, and oh. he's not an opiate addict, so I'm not so worried about that. But it's going to be another problem if we don't, you know, if we keep substituting one thing for another, right? right. And the next thing will be weed therapy, right? People get by on that for That's a while. That's what I'm on. You are now. Yeah. But you're, you're, but you've done so much other work. I'm going to make a prediction that okay. you'll, you'll, you'll go, you'll get away from that soon enough. You think? No, I don't know about soon, but eventually, <laughs> eventually, eventually. How, how much are you doing now? Uh, I don't know. Fair. Because you've been on through and the, off. Through the you, day. You've been on and off. Yeah. Right? And, and I just found it to be too busy. Your day. Just to, I, I'm Your too, brain I'm too, too much for everybody and myself. A little bit here and there sort of smooths me out. And the other thing I noticed, I don't want to talk smack on meetings, but the people that do the tobacco thing and the meetings, all the gum and the patches mm -hmm. that you do, I've done those. And I can't stand up after one of your gums. But you do so much of that. I don't. Those your guys chew the gum all like day, and I've chewed it in a meeting, and I had to spit it out. And I almost passed out sitting on yeah, the couch. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at him I, going, I, I'm, I'm like, wait, I can't smoke Catherine weed, but would, you can chew that? Catherine gave me one of his little snooses. Yes, no. I, I almost vomited. <laughs> no, he has the sweetest yeah. one that can can kill a man. And I they know. love, they all love that stuff. So I, I feel like. So point well taken. Whatever uh, you got to do. <laughs> but as, I would argue the same with them that they need to get away from all this stuff. I agree. Uh, and you've done so much hard work. I mean, you. You know, one of the the arts in recovery, right, mm. is the order in which things need to be done. Okay. Okay. And there is a sort of an axiom in the field that you got to deal with the substance first, and we can't do anything else till you deal with the substances. Okay. Well, that's generally true, but yeah. not always true. And so, yeah, you got off substances enough to be able to deal with these things. You still have some stuff to go. You're doing pretty damn well. I got off antidepressants. Did you? Good. Yeah, I did ayahuasca. Jesus Christ. And so, <laughs> what? What? So, how'd that go? Went really good. Once good. again, another thing that really, really sucks, yeah. but it turns out to be great. Yeah. It can't, we don't know, but I'm, my, I'm fascinated by that. I do believe one day we'll be using that in some sort totally of specific do. way. Yeah. Uh, exactly for whom and how much and how long. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I agree. You've got to have it with the right people. You can't just be taking that like it's a free ride. Like no, you've got to have work. a... It's three days. I did for it for three days. For work? Yeah, like to get better. Did you have a a, some, a guy? Yeah. There? It's like, yeah. yeah. There are shaman people out there. Whatever it is. Yeah, shaman. There are people. Shaman, yeah. Was it one of the, one of the ones guys that done like tens of thousands of these? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been recommended by all these other people that do it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big deal for me. What's the, the guy's name? You mind? I forgot his name. Okay. Because I've met some of those guys, and I'm persuaded that they know what they're doing, I think. I, but I can't recommend it yet because we, don't, we don't, just don't have the science. But anyway, so was it a bad experience when you were doing it? There was parts of it that were really bad, yeah. Yeah. But there was there was no parts to me that are like this blissful yeah, yeah. It, utopia. I'm too old to get really high. I know that's a weird thing to say. It sounds weird coming out of my mouth, but I'll take a little high. But if, I don't need to like not be able to get in a car and go save my children from something. So when you take this stuff, you really, you're not there. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it goes for a really long time. And I'm yeah. like, man, I feel like I'm 
doing intense amounts of mushrooms and mm-hmm. I'm too old to be doing this. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that worries me is that <laughs> you don't know you've had a bunch of head injuries and stuff too and we just yep. don't really know <laughs> worries me at all. I just felt like there was a it turns on an engine inside your mind that starts to f- face your problems and break them down even after the medicine's worn off. Yeah. Forever I look at problems differently cuz I've had this like I had to do a lot of work for three days. It I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. And it just kept showing me. And I was like, okay, I totally get the message. You gotta make it stop. And it was like, nope. What was it? It was it showed me things happening to me when I was a kid, and then it showed things happening to me that weren't even real. That but it was still me as a child, like injecting heroin and being molested and stuff, like a fly on the wall. And I was just like, st- I get it. Like I get you're showing me that because it's bad and it's infected me, my life. Right. And, and, and I'm like, but it's like, you know, I'm like, so these guys that do this work think that it's that it's showing you the trauma and making forcing you to work through the trauma in new ways. Yeah, and then it yeah. showed me other things that I do in my life that might not be good for me. Without saying it in a sentence, it was just very obvious that I should not be on the internet as much. Mm. And there's certain things on the internet that I shouldn't be looking at. I didn't even realize it. Mm. I got a lot of porn friends, I guess... I used to just scroll through and they put those two-minute videos up all the time of everybody banging everybody. And that that medicine was like, you need to stop doing that, Jason. That's not good for you. And I was like, really? Are you sure? And he's like, you know what? Let me put it to the test. Let me show it to you for three hours. See if you like that. And I was like, all right, I promise I won't do it anymore. (laughs) That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to uh, Zach. Thanks, John. And uh, keep, more, again, meetings, 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 and get off that benzo. Zach. Hey, Dr. Drew. Hey, man. What's happening? Um, hey, you know, I'm 31 years old, and I was raised by a borderline mother with bipolar. And, you know, uh, it's really, while raising my son, I, I see how much my wife and I are doing for him that, you know, I never had uh, when I was growing up. And I was raised one of four boys. My mother was single. And uh, I was uh, the only one to graduate high school and college of the three. Two, two of my brothers are in prison. Anyway, so I'm 31, and I recently I was just looking back at journals from the past few years, and I realized I'm still struggling with the same problems every day, just with like self-discipline, time management, those type of things. And that's where I'm starting to wonder or lose faith in the idea that, uh, can I actually be successful? But uh, w- what are the odds of me actually being able to overcome my path to become this person that I want to be? All right. What do you think? I mean, you got to be joking me, dude. Of course you can. I get, I mean, I don't know how far, how much of a start you got, but I don't think I got the greatest one. And I've got, I remember doing Rob Dyrdek's ridiculousness. And when I was on there, he said, out of all the people from the skateboard world, you were the last person that I thought would be up on this stage right now talking to me about your New York Times selling book and whatnot. And yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, because I was. Steve was another one. Right. It's just about the effort, man. It's just about. <laughs> and sometimes I think I find that it took so much to get out of there that now my normal hustle is bigger than most people's hustle because I had to dig so deep to get out of that darkness. So it's almost, if you do the work, it it could turn out to your advantage, I think. Like you could be, you could turn into a, a right. juggernaut, a, a no, hustling no, or, monster. Or, or or somebody that, like what 
Jason just offered other people who are suffering, and he offers on a regular basis in high and dry, a, a, a spiritual light for other people, you know, a beacon for others, which is extremely meaningful. So, but realize not only did Jason do a lot of work, he had professionally managed work. And uh, that's a really critical piece. You got you sound like somebody who right now could benefit from something called cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. Get get your thinking right, uh, and and I think that would go a long, long way right away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, to you, Jason, you know, um, so I, I love the stories, um, and stories like yours, Jason, has always been an inspiration for me. However, for every Jason, there, there must be a thousand others who yeah. thought they, they wanted to become more uh, and fail, right? Well, but so, most yeah. of those people, in my experience, I, I'll tell you that here's the difference. You tell me if this makes sense. Unwilling to really look at it, so lack right. insight, number one, won't do the work, right. won't follow the direction of usually professionals or other recovering people, whatever it is. So, so, and it's, and it's the, I understand the conditions, these disorders cause both things. They cause denial, so you don't see what's happening, right. and they cause resistance because it's too painful. Right. Your brain doesn't want to do it. And I feel like you think a lot of people that are not as fortunate that have tried as much as sort of like saying that Hollywood, all the people that try to become a star, think about all the people that just end up being waiters. Well, I hate to say it, but you're a waiter because you haven't put in enough effort yet. And it still can happen any day. It's just the hustle and the never giving up. You just never, ever give up. And yeah. and anything's possible, man. Uh, like, look, I would argue, an asshole, you should be fine. And I would argue that metaphor. I understand the metaphor, and it's not, <laughs> it's not irrelevant. But it, but it's it, here's the thing: if the metaphor held for mental health, it would be the case that if you follow certain directions, you will become a star. And in okay. mental health, if you do certain things, you will get better. Treatment works. It, we just it's predictable. The problem is people don't do it. It's hard. It's hard. It's, I know it's, it's like hard. Like when you get and you talk to people about your problems, and then they tell you, like just a smidgen of the amount of work that you're going to have to put in and the to time just, too to get anywhere near a normal person. Yeah, yeah. It's enough to make you want to quit right there. Right. I'm like, wait, and, I got to put all this work in just to get to normal? <laughs> That's so unfair. Yeah, but no, But to be fair, the, as you're finding the normal, feeling normal comes with a bunch of benefits. Right, a lot no, of that stuff comes with it. So that, other, that as you said, that the other people, other people don't necessarily experience. Right, we got, we got to do something about that fear, though. What, 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 we got to do something. You know about what? That. The book is helping doing this article for the Out magazine yeah. and facing it, and then talking to. I don't have any gay friends like I I do now yeah. from the article, and Susan's I've reached got out tons. to tons. You come around with us. We, <laughs> well, nobody they don't invite nobody invites me. All right, we, but we, I would we totally go. We come out in New York with us. But I'm saying since I've we go to all this, the gay bars regularly. Do you really? Yes. yes. I sing at them. <laughs> oh God! That's what I started doing. Now because, I know why I'm not getting invited no, to that. No, listen, I started doing because I did the Mass Singer, right? I did that TV show. Oh, you did! I did that, and before that, I thought I'm going to start singing again, and so we started doing that. So, you like it? Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah, come on, man. It's, I, I'm the I'm the gayest straight man in the world. Yeah, no, we've mentioned that before. <laughs> so. so and I'm, right. the, I'm the gayest straight man in the way. The other way around, straightest gay man in the world. You are the there straightest gay man yeah. in the world. That's why we work so well together. I don't. 
Is he gay? Is he gay? Find out on the next episode. Oh my god, that's hysterical. Okay, so uh uh okay. Uh so Zach, yes, you can get better. Treatment works. Uh okay, I'm gonna try this real quick from Tony. He wants has a Suboxone question. Tony, go ahead. Hi, buddy, go ahead. Hey man, how's it going, Dr. Drew and Jason Ellis? How's it going, mate? What's up? Can you hear me? Yep, Yep, we got you. Okay. Hey, yeah, so when I originally sent the email out to you guys, I was two days off of Suboxone. That's rough. And it's been two weeks now, yep. and I still have cold sweats, but everything else is fine. Good. It's, it's, it's a two-week withdrawal with Suboxone, and if you can get to two milligrams, that jump yeah. from, from two to nothing, it's it's you feel it, but it's usually quite tolerable. And here's the thing. People, yeah. Doctors are yeah. very fearful of you coming off Suboxone because they're convinced you're going to go out and shoot again or smoke or whatever you're doing, and that you're going to go back to your usual dose and overdose and die. That's the risk. And so that's why they keep everybody on forever. I love that you came off it. Maybe take some – I don't know if you want to get on naltrexone now. You know what I mean? That that blocks the opiates. Should you have a problem in the future, it'll block it. You know what I mean? Uh, it won't work if you take it, you mean? Yeah. Does the, the heroin won't work if you take the naltrexone. Um, well, yeah, it's just crazy because I haven't had a clean piss test since I was 14 years old. Oh, man. You're 27 now. Congratulations. Yeah. What's, what's motivating you? Oh, life, dude. Just I don't want to be a loser. <laughs> how, 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 do we, how do we bottle that? Because there's a lot of guys about your age that can't get that shift. They just don't care. What made you care? It took me overdosing and dying a few times yeah. it took me going to juvie it took me years and years of just abuse man you just had and ruin, ruining every relationship i had yeah you're sick of it i get it i get it man yeah yeah well, for sure i'm super super grateful that right. you're uh you're here welcome you know? to life dude yeah congratulations and but you got to do work man like, like yeah, you hear jason yeah, talk about it. You, he you don't just you don't just sit on the abstinence you got to do stuff and uh, pre- preferably have professionals in your life, in my humble opinion, that can watch you and monitor and make sure you're staying okay. And if you need whatever, you know, we talked about many, many different kinds of treatments here. Uh, there's uh, lots of ideas out there that can really help you. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm tired. Why? These are. Do you need a coffee? Uh, I do need a coffee, but I'm tired because the calls are hard and your material's hard. And I'm, I'm feeling. I'm it. sorry. No, 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 no. Not. I not didn't mean not, to be hard. No, 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 no. Not in, a, in the best possible way. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, I'm Mike. I'm not going to take your call. Let me just say I know Dan Amon very well. I I sign off on his stuff. Uh, his spec scans can see patterns that are associated for sure with depression and various other things, ADHD. Uh, I've, I've sent patients to get his spec scans. Addiction you can see in there, trauma you can see in there. So, of course, the brain reflects the diseases, right? That's how we're able to do things like transcranial magnetic stimulation where you actually send a uh, – thank you much – that you send, like, magnets into the brain, you know, yeah. magnetic fields and push the push the chemistry out that way. No way. Yeah, and you can put into right specific foci that cause depression. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. It used to, they used to have put electrodes on both sides and run a current through your head and make you seize. That was called electric shock therapy. Now you have a 
magnet halo that directs it right in a little little current. You got right a right hookup for one of those? Yeah, I get you. I, not a hookup. I, I need I, to I, wear one of those. I can refer I'm, you to the guys. You should just wear one all the time. I bet, you know, that we did a... Fight fire with fire, you know, get punched in the head and then put the helmet on when I get home. Well, <laughs> so they no, even you got to go like a cheeseburger gotta, and a carrot? You got to go in. You got to go into the office, the big machine. It's like, like an ah, MRI machine. Man, can't they just, just put it but, in a motorcycle helmet? But Susan, what was the... the I got we stuff did to a, do. This Life You Live, did we not, with a TM, TMI specialist? Remember the psychiatrist that was doing that? Oh, you know, you're looking at me with a blank Recently, face. A month, one, the a month depression. ago, yeah, it's yeah. our depression episode, and it's also it's on Facebook and Periscope and okay, so we the, uh, we can hook you up with that guy. All right, yeah. uh, all right, here we go. Um, I'm and uh, Lindsay, if you're listening to me, I'm 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 pulling people out of the host queue, which I, th- I assume what you want me to do. Shelby, what's up? Okay, let's see. Here's here's my question. Um, I am 63 years old, and um, I've been married and, and everything, but I continue to date guys that, uh, I know are emotionally unavailable and it's, and I'm just going for the chemistry pretty much. I cannot, it's like I'm a drug addict or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I'm with them, I feel great. You sure? And they're just not available, not there. Have I never spoken to you before? What can I do? Wait, Shelby, slow down. Never. You've never spoken to me before. Because I, I had a call. With Adam, I think, of somebody with almost exactly this story. Do you find me attractive? And, and, and uh, this, you know what? I'm sorry, but I don't know who you are. Can you, can you see, watch can you on the screen? Watch on yeah. the screen. If you watch on the screen, I, you find I know me. why he's I'm not, asking I'm you. not watching on the screen. Okay, uh, I should, am on my phone. I'm get, on my phone. If you could get us on Periscope and tell us if you find... Because he, he's he's testing you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a big test right now. Yeah, it's an appropriate and interesting test he's doing. So here's what he's testing. Which is that if your picker, like, uh-huh. if your picker is broken, right? If there's something about you that yeah. makes you pick unavailable men, uh, or men uh-huh. that are have certain whatever you want to fix, you need men that are they you know, act like I look, they act like he looked. That's yeah. right. And, and Jason may make you feel that feeling. And what I know about attractions and where they come from is they are perfectly they're a perfect instrument. They make you a perfect instrument. If you feel lightning bolts towards a guy, and like you said, like a drug addict, guaranteed that guy's going to leave. Guaranteed because you are a perfect instrument. Now, there's two things you can do. One, okay. you can go for – read. Uh-huh. there's a great book called uh, Overcoming Love Addiction uh, by Pia Melody. Okay. Pia Melody, Overcoming Love Addiction. I want you to read that, number one. Number two, okay. uh, see if you can date guys that don't cause the lightning bolts and cause more interest or butterflies, not lightning bolts, okay? You understand what I'm saying? Okay. It may not be possible. You may boring, find, guys. Uh-huh. You may find them boring. You may yeah. think, boring, I can't handle it. And if you can't do it and can't find a meaningful connection with people that are so-called boring, uh, then you got to get therapy, Okay. You really need to do it. Oh, God, I've had so much therapy. Okay, I've had so much therapy. Okay. Um, well, mm-hmm. see, but that's that thing again. So yeah. much therapy that you should just give up. No, you should yeah. see another therapist. They're not all the same. And, you should and, not just, like, I've tried it and I, I'm not. I would, say, I would say two things. Give me give me Jason in the picture here because I'm talking to him here. There He's we talking are. talking to me. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I would say two, two things. She's at a different place in her life, right? Yes. Des- desperate to get better, number yeah. one. So that's a good thing. And then number two... You, I think she should do something called emotionally focused therapy, EFT, 
which is is a, a, a very attuned, intensive therapy, so she can form a better attachment yeah. in, to somebody, the therapist, and then translate that attachment out into the world. Does See, it seems sense? like, once again, when you're saying that, I hear her brain, because my brain's thinking the same thing. Yeah. Boy, Drew, that seems like a lot of work just to find the yeah. right guy. Yeah. But yeah. it's like this. Do you well, want to meet another seven morons? <laughs> and well, I gave her the option of trying it on her own, right? This Barbara girl thinks I'm hot right here. Oh, okay, Barbara, be careful, honey. What's up, Barbara? Be Hit careful. Me up. I'm so sorry. DM me on Instagram. <laughs> What's up? Oh, here's another. Oh, it's Barbara. You were so handsome, Jason, but I'm not into people who are taken. Uh, mm. Oh, yeah, but. Yeah, I, don't. <laughs> are you allowed to do stuff with women? Yeah, what? Okay. Man, how asking. would it be just, just, just guys? Asking. How's that fair? I, I, I'm just asking. Everybody can get it. All right, so uh, what happened to the caller? <laughs> oh, Shel- <laughs> was it Shelby? There's Shelby. So Shelby, uh, good. Oh, man. Do, do, take the advice. We're going to try to take some more calls. But again, see if you can do it. If you can't, read the book, uh, Overcoming Love Addiction, PM Melody, and then emotionally, EFT, Emotionally Focused Therapy. You're in San Francisco. I think they have EFT therapists up there. Check with Sue Johnson in San Diego. She knows all the good ones around. Man, you're helpful. I try. I try, my Holy friend. Holy crap. I try. I should not be here. Why? You're very helpful, too. Uh, you're helping me help people. Okay, well, then, it's great to be here. Oh, boy. Okay, this is going to be a rough one. You ready? Nancy. Hey, Nancy. Hi. Hey, there. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Thank you for your service. And um, your husband's. I- um, I, oh, no problem. He's sitting right here. Um, he has, uh, he's former military and he had an MRI cause he was having a lot of short term memory issues Yeah. and, uh, the diagnosis that came back was white matter disease Yeah. and he doesn't have an appointment yet. Of course, the VA takes a while to get an appointment with a neurologist. So right. we're just kind of wondering, uh, what that all entails. Of course I've looked online, but it usually says it's for people that are older. He's 40. So right. it, it it's concerning. It might not even mean anything. Did he have head injuries? Um, no, but he was in combat areas where there was a lot of explosions. Um, he had some close ones that were right next to his convoys. He was also artillery, so he used a lot of large bang. Had a lot of large right. bangs so, around so there him. There was a lot of, of con- concussive concussive injury to the head yeah. so so yeah. that's the concern right that yeah. he has a post-concussive encephalopathy like like we're worried about with the, the nfl players uh-huh. um i i it's i i you know i i can't say much more than that that that's what needs to be ruled out is the this concussive encephalopathy uh, it sounds like something like that could be going on, but it doesn't have to be progressive. And there are therapies that can help him with this whole process. Okay, there are things that they're every, every day they're okay. coming up with more to be done, and the VA is a center of research for all of this kind of thing. So let's just say it's probably the concussive, the repetitive con- concussive injuries, and that there's more to be done. A formal, he, he may not come up with, you know, a, more of a diagnosis than post-concussive kinds of uh, processes. But I don't know, uh, you know, short-term memory can be improved. So let's hope that, let's think good thoughts and get to the neurologist, okay? okay? Yeah, best of luck. Yeah, man. And thank you for the service, okay. both uh, him and your family. Yeah, thank you. Okay, see, this, I told you it would be hard. Uh, People get brain damage from soccer now, right? Yeah. That's Everything. so weird. Everything. I've got a, how much brain damage do you think I have? Have you seen my? Is, you is, think it's possible that I'm just really tough? Is yes, man. I hope that's you're right. What I'm, I'm hoping I'm right too. 
Is my Facebook still got Jason? Where, what's the? What do I have that where Jason's picture still on it? Is it? Wait, Facebook trying to get? Or, no, I'll show you. I when I just remember that moment when you were trying to crawl out of the ring after being hit by eight dudes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was a bad day. Well, depending on who you're, who you're, where you're sitting. Right, uh, but you were. Crowd had a great time. Crowd did have a great headback. Yeah. We we convinced you're a great corner man, by the way. No, I wasn't. No, I agree. But, but I was that, being the, sarcastic. The moment of most optimum freak out for me was the moment that that picture caught, where I was like really worried about you. Oh well, thanks, yeah. dude. And and nothing I could really do to change that, you know. And I was no, bugging no. Katie later, like watch him, watch him, watch him. And he's, she's like, oh, this is how he is after he gets hit. That much time. <laughs> so she's she's, she's so, on what's a she different. Do? What's I know she she's do? on a. I know. Yeah, she ex- has to be like that, otherwise she'd be a nervous yeah. wreck. <laughs> we don't have the picture of Jason, but we have you singing the national anthem at Ellis Mania. All right, do you want to play that? Just give yeah, a little Ellis Mania plug? Uh, in a minute. Oh, in a minute. Just the end of it. Just the very bad back part of it. I want to hear the whole national anthem. Uh, but uh, it brings me to something I meant to ask an hour and a half ago, which is another Ellis Mania coming up. Um, well, 2020 is the plan. Yeah, there's supposed to be a big one at the Hard Rock that is not going to be the Hard Rock anymore. So going to be a virgin, whatever. Which I am in talks with them about that, but the main thing is all the proceedings of the Hard Rock shifting into Virgin didn't happen when it was supposed to. Right. So I did one in Texas this this last year because I didn't, I wasn't sure it was going to work at the Hard Rock. Yep. Planning for a 2020 yep. at Virgin, you know, in the big one, mm-hmm. Ellis Mania 20, and he said that maybe November, December. Okay. But it's worth waiting uh, so, for. So it's I'm worth waiting I'm, for. I'm ready to wait yeah. for that, but yeah. I also had a really good one in Texas last year That's too bad. where everybody I, I really liked it. I want to go to Las Vegas. And I kind of... You so know what I'm, you should do when it's, a, it's like, the, the, like the Northern Plains Maybe or Atlanta or something. No, or, like up north. What like, do you mean up north? I, near Canada, because that's where like they... Like in Canada? In Canada would be great too. I wonder but, what the legalities yeah. of, it's, of a... Like I'm going to do Alice Mania in Canada and I get to keep the money. Because I feel like Canada does this weird thing yeah, where yeah. you go there and they go, oh, we're taking it. And I'm like, <laughs> nah, that doesn't work like that you. for me. But but I, I wanted... I would, I'm signing up now to sing the anthem at, in Vegas. All right. So if that helps motivate you, I'll, I'll have Oh, it's you. 2020 Alice Mania. Ellis Mania 20 so I, is happening. I want you to know what, I just don't know I, where. I dra- we dragged one of our sons to it. He was like, what is that? What is, what is it? <laughs> Fair and, enough. Hold on, hold on. But listen, this is <laughs> one of the greatest compliments ever. And about three fights in, he was like, oh, I see. This is very entertaining. Yeah. I see why you guys like it. <laughs> and he just had a blast the rest of All the day. Right. He was like, I thought that was a high compliment. It was a total turnaround. Like, oh, I get it. This is really good. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, Mission accomplished. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was really impressed when he had a complete... Complete uh, change of mind. Okay, here we go. We're going to talk a little endometriosis before we hear the national anthem. Uh, John, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, Dr. Drew? Hey, man, what's um, up? So I called uh, Stern about a year ago and asked him about my situation and my relationship. Uh, yeah. I'm 27 and I've been with my girlfriend for 14 years. Yep. And um, she has endometriosis and it's, you know she has um, complicated or painful sex. And um, extreme cramps and all of this mm-hmm. associated. And you know she's been through two surgeries, um, trying to remove it. Trying and, to remove. Uh, did she ever have the to, micro? To know, you, no, you know, there's a whole microsurgery technique that they use. Uh, you might want to look that. Yeah, up. yeah. Has she had that? Yeah. And really, no, 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 uh, no relief. Okay, she had that. Yeah. Okay. 
And so, so I was talking to Stern about being with her, you know? Yeah. And? Yeah. And? What do you think? Oh, you, should you stay with her? Is that what you're asking well, us? Well, you know, I was, that was kind of a part of it because I've been with her 14 years and, you know, I'm, I'm not able to have a normal sexual experience a huge in, in a way? relationship. And it is taken. That's a viable cool. question. Go ahead. Ask again. Do you have a huge uh, penis? I was trying to be politically. What do you, what do you call an Australian? I believe you know, that's no, what it's that, called. That's what, that's what Howard said. He was like, <laughs> Here, sorry, about, I, keep, I keep interrupting, but Howard is like, yeah, you know, that's, I had a girl with endometriosis and it was the best sex of my life. Who's Howard? Like, she, Howard she felt like, you know. About. Oh, wow. Saying, oh, you got, yeah. well, you got advice for micro penis. That doesn't count. Oh, how dare you. So, He's the one that says it. I know. I'm, I know. Dude, I know. Right? So, so here's the deal. So, John, there, there's, yours, there's two things. I, I always think about this. I think about this in two yeah. ways. First of all, endometriosis is horrible. It's a, it's a devastating condition for some women, but there is a lot of good treatment. And she has to constantly be yeah. wading through proper management. And it sounds like she's doing sort of sporadic care. So that's one concern I have. The other concern is the pain. Yeah. The pain, and the pain can be separate from the endometriosis. They can be two separate problems. And one of the things that I right. always ask people to check out when there's painful sex is, is there something happening where the information coming out of her pelvis to her brain is associated with misery? There's a part of the brain called the insula cortex yeah. that fires off if you've had sexual abuse, particularly, <laughs> or if you've had even physical abuse. These these parts of the brain don't fire right. normally if you've had those sorts of experiences. And there are ways to treat the pain then, as well as treating the endometriosis. So did she have any traumatic history? No, not traumatic history, but traumatic in the sense that it's been painful for no, I, you know, I so many it. years. No, I and, get it. And late I get it's trauma yeah. all the time. With the, the past pain. three years, it's been yeah. bedridden. You know? Yeah, I get it. Ugh. Oh, horrible, man. Horrible. I, I, again, she should look forward to some kind of systematic treatment. There Wait, are she's treatments. bedridden? It, it can be bad, man. It can be really bad. But, but, I, but again, I'm worried. Yeah, about the, it is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, yeah. Wor I'm worried Painful. about the magnitude of the misery she's experiencing and the, the, in, the emotional valence. You know, did you ever have any in weird stuff because of the – you kind of went the other way. You kind of shut Nothing off. Nothing hurts from, when I have yeah. sex. No, no, but nothing. You don't Sorry. feel you don't feel well easily from your body. You you can beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, fine. yeah. And, and so that's the opposite of what this woman is experiencing, where things coming out of the body are disorganized and overwhelming and shattering and this kind of stuff. You and it could all just me, be the Drew, I wouldn't feel it at all. I'd be fine. I could want you ram me, <laughs> uh, but I would. It's, <laughs> uh, my soul Sorry. would too, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, let's do let's do one more here, and then we'll wrap things up a little bit. Portia, go ahead. Portia. Hi. Hey. Oh, oh my word, I'm so excited. Hello. Let me put you, uh, I have you on the computer. Okay, cool. I'm going to get some little. I feel like you, do you almost call her Portia? Yeah, okay. Portia. So my Portia. mom. Like a merchant of Venice. Hi. God. Okay. Hi. He's making fun of your yes, name. Would you, would you, oh, after. I feel like you said that. Were you, named after, were you named after the character in Merchant of Venice? No. I was. She was. See? Yes, not the car. I was. Not the car. Yes. <laughs> not, it's not spelled like that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> not the car, and I can't afford one either, oh. so, you know. All right, what's going on? <laughs> what's up? Okay, so my mom, I'm not sure how much you know, but my mom, um, she has Wernicke's Korsakoff syndrome. Oh, boy. You, are you familiar? Oh, of course. So, like Wernicke's 
dementia. Yeah. Okay. So, so, and the Korsakoff so, part, hang on a second. The Korsakoff part is very bizarre because they confabulate okay. all the time. You can go, you can walk in and go, oh, yeah. hey man, wasn't it a great ball game we had today? And they'll start telling you about what happened on the ball game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, very, con- yeah. very confabulatory. Anyway, so it's horrible. It needs yeah. like nursing home care oftentimes. So what's going on? So she, I was her guardian. I had to be her guardian when she was uh, declared incompetent. But I ended up having, I'm, I have three little girls and I have a six-month-old. So I had to give up guardianship because it was just too much. Right. You know, and she was volatile and just yeah. nasty to me. Um, so she got another court-appointed guardian and somehow ended up in Maryland. I'm in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So they had to switch guardianship over to a Maryland guardian. Mm. And um, now she's stuck in this dump in Maryland. Okay. She escaped out windows, yeah. like, and we just wanted to come home, come closer to us. But I don't like without being her guardian. I don't know. You have to appeal how to- I can help her. Well, uh, it, it, this is this is why systems are problematic. Uh, is that it's never it's it's yeah. lucky when it works for you. Most conservators are really quite responsive, and and I think if maybe have you talked to this person? Have you talked to conservator? Via email, we have. She doesn't update me ever. Like my mom has been in and out of the hospital, and she won't even call me when she's in the hospital. Okay, I think uh, she right. jumps out a window. I think you have to appeal to the court and and build your case and go. Look, here's what's happening. This is unacceptable. We want her closer to home. Help me, and the court should help you. They really should. Conservatorship is a okay. very messy patchwork in our country. It should be. It's like many other things in our healthcare system. It should be a much cleaner, clearer mm-hmm. operation. What I find particularly objectionable to the conservatorship problem is we give conservatorships readily to dementia patients for whom there's no hope of improvement. Yeah. But schizophrenics and bipolar, that's the baby. It's the six-month-old. But that's the mom. And, and, but, Hi, you hear her. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. but, but those conditions that progress without treatment, well, those you don't treat. Those you can't have conservators for. It's really terrible. But anyway, yeah. th- and then the other problem is, is sometimes awful. conservatorships that are state or county appointed, however it's working for you, uh, aren't up to what you'd like. Usually because their caseload is too high. Frankly, you have just too many people. Yeah. All right. So, Portia, yeah. the deal is to appeal to the court, and uh, you see, you know what's going on the here. Baby loves the uh, show, and she does love the show. Loves yeah. you, Jason. Is not she's you know she's I probably mean, a fan of mine. Makes sense. Right. She's another one of these uh, people with pickers that are We've got awful, a big ba- got a big baby base. So, <laughs> big, Fan base and babies. Yeah. Let me uh, quickly go on our scroll here. Uh, all right. Boy, that Barbara's really going off on you. Yeah, she's hot. All uh, right, Barbara, you're great. <laughs> okay. Uh, what I want to do is remind people that uh, next week we will have a show on Sunday, uh, I believe at 3 o'clock. So be sure to check out drdrew.tv, and you'll get a message when the streaming begins. Uh, also, uh, we are available, Ask Dr. Drew available as podcasts. Subscribe all of the shows, uh, you know, I have many now. I've got Adam and Drew. I've got Drew. I've got After Dark. I got to get you on After Dark. That would be an interesting booking. So we'll we'll talk about that. Okay? I don't know. Might not be allowed. Yeah, I will. It will it'll be interesting. <laughs> I got to find that all out. Uh, so check out all the other shows, the shows on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere else you listen. And uh, again. Uh, we appreciate uh, Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky for producing the show. Today's call screener is Lindsay K. Floyd, who's uh, been helping me out since the Loveline days. Jason's book is still awesome. Uh, you can get him on 105, 103, 105. The radio show? The radio show. Yeah, 103. channel 103. 103. The book is now, why at jasonellisbook.com. 
jsalesbook.com. And we, as usual, uh, are at 984-2-DR-DREW. Oh, they're going to show you the video. Should we? Are we going out with this video? They're still awesome. And there's the great cat in the picture. That's The a great, great Kim Lee. Kim Lee. Yep. Dude, let's, let's come back once after the... Uh, just give us a couple of seconds of the national anthem, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Ellis Mania, and then we'll finish up with that. Yeah, the singing gazelle. Yeah, this is something that Jason convinced me to do. No, not to write a book. To, to, <laughs> here it is. Oh, there's the ring. This is in the big room in uh, in Las Vegas yep. at the Hard Rock Hotel. It's a big room, by the way. Yes. Lots of fun. <laughs> That's you introducing me. Oh, no. Unfortunately, you're starting at the beginning, so I'm going to interrupt it at a certain point. I was fanning your buddy in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So, a couple quick things. You did say some stuff. Yeah, that's what I did. Somebody had to. Yeah. Probably better, probably better came out of your mouth than mine. I guess. I'm just I, I too much of a foreigner, you know? Are you a citizen? No. Are you not a citizen? No. Do you want me to go back to where I came from? What? He's making a joke. <laughs> you are a citizen, aren't you? No, I just... My, my, on the Jason L show, Telly always makes a joke about going back to where I came from because the president yes. once tweeted yeah, I, that I, some people should go back to where they came from, yes, so yes. we have a little in Are, are show you a citizen? Ch- no. You're not, you should do that, I, Sure. Okay. Why not? Because I got a green card. I don't want to go... I got to go to a test. I'm so... Oh, you're going to bash me for this, but I'm so... Dyslexic and and, and they give you extra and time. against school work and I reading and just, writing. Let's just make you an American citizen. Come on now. I don't. Want, I don't want any hassles. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you think they might kick me out? I I I, I for being half a gay or something? No, not for that. I I just worry that you get I, the the whole system is so messed up. I worry about my friends that are not citizens. You know, the system seems like a mess. Wow. It, I pay my taxes. So good. That's any good. consolation? All right. And there was the national anthem. Uh, so Ellis Mania is going to be in the fall of 2020. We'll all be there. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to uh, it. We'll look for you uh, on Sirius XM. Any upcoming fights or anything for you otherwise? Actually trying to not do that. Good. Trying to do some stand-up. I find that oh. to be really tough. I'm not very good at it. I haven't really put that much focus in. I've been really focused on the book and publicity for the book. But I find that to be terrifying. Mm. And nobody punches me in the head. So I need terror in my life. I need to be tested, so I feel like comedy sounds like a fun thing to good. do while I'm not doing the radio and good. not fighting right. everybody on Friday. Testing is good. I like that. Well, everybody, thank you so much for being part of this. Again, it's uh, we're here on a streaming on weekends as a bonus show coming up at 5 o'clock. Do be, stay on the line for that. I'll try to get to your calls as well on that, and we appreciate the great Jason Ells for joining us today, man. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, mate. All right. See you next time. Yep.